Well, hey there. Welcome to the Prayer Podcast. I'm your host, Jan L. Burt, your fellow Jesus follower who very much wants to grow in my prayer life and encourage others in their prayer lives too. Here on the Prayer Podcast, we learn what the Bible has to say about prayer, and then we apply it by actually praying. It's my privilege to join you on this prayer journey. Now, let's get to praying. today's episode. Today we're going to be taking a look at three verses from the book of James, chapter one, kind of continuing on with this series. And it's been a minute since I've been with you here. I, many of you know, I battle heart failure and have some other health conditions. Some of you don't know that, and that's totally fine. It's kind of just been a bit, been been rough lately. I got this weird flu bug thing and it took me out. And so I say all that to say, sorry that there's been a delay in releasing new episodes. But also, if you're dealing with any kind of health issues like that, if I can ever pray for you, and when I pray, I pray from a place of like understanding and empathy, I get it. I know what it's like to deal with health stuff. It is 0% fun. If I can ever pray for you, I'd be so blessed to do that. You can always, you know, email me at my name, Jan, middle initial L, last name Burt, B-U-R-T, at Outlook.com. I can throw that email address in the show notes. And I do pray for every prayer request I receive. You can also DM me on Instagram. My handle is just my name, at Jan L. Burt, or TikTok, same thing, at Jan L. Burt. And I will pray for you. Okay, so today, uh, here we are in the book of James, and this is going to be kind of a combo sort of, I I don't know what else to call it, a combo podcast. We're going to talk about a couple of different things today. And I'm going to jump right in because I like to keep this show shorter, shorter form content. And my other show, The Burt Not Ernie Show, is a little bit like longer form content. I try to keep this one between 10 and 15 minutes. That one is usually 30 to 35 minutes. So I'm going to read these verses. I'm reading from the New Living Translation today. And then we're going to talk about a few things like modern day things that are going on and how we can view them through the lens of scripture, which is how we should view every bit of our life, everything we come into contact with, everything that's happening around the globe. And then I'm going to pray for you. James 1, verses 16, 17, and 18, New Living Translation. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. I love that. So he gives this kind of strong directive, don't be misled, letting you know that like you can choose to not be misled. If If he's saying don't be, then you can be. And It seems to me, James is saying here, you can be part of the decision-making process. You don't just lay down, roll over, play dead. Whatever happens to you happens. Que sera, sera. It is what it is. That's really not biblical. What is biblical is to know that when God's word says that there's something that you don't have to give into, like being misled, you actually don't have to. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you can have all of the wisdom, knowledge, insight, understanding that you need so that you cannot be misled in those situations. Whatever the case may be. And then I love how he gives that directive, but then he says, my dear brothers and sisters, he expresses his heart of love for God's people. That is beautiful to me because often people in ministry, you miss it one way or the other. And having both together is really beautiful. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. There is a lot here. If something is good and perfect, 
in your life. It is a gift from God. That's what the Word of God says right here in James chapter 1. I believe it to be 100% true, not that what I believe matters, but it says it, and so it's true. What the Word of God says matters. If you've got good and perfect things in your life, it's a gift from God. Take some time soon, like maybe today, to thank Him for whatever those things are. Take comfort in the fact that He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. This is a promise we can stand on, and when we pray, we need to remember this. We can bring our prayer requests to Him, and we can pray for our needs via the Word of God, like the Word of God says this, Lord, and this is my situation. I'm choosing to believe you. I'm asking you to do what your Word says that you will do, to show up and be the God that you are, that I know that you are, that all of time and history and all of the Bible prove that you are. And I know you never change. There are no shifting shadows with you. You're not a shifty God at all. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And thank you, Father, that these prayers are going to be heard and answered. Like we can pray with a different level of like faith, not looking just at the problem and like, oh, I hope this gets better, but like with actual faith when we know God's word well enough to pray God's word. And then the fact that he chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. You know, that reminds me of Jesus when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He gave us his true word. There's no fallacy in it. It's not going to mislead us. We can trust God and we can believe that the revealed will of God is here for us in God's word. We can know who he is when we know what the word of God says. And we, out of all that he created, we're his prized possession. You're his prized possession. Do you know that today? I want you to know that today. You are his prized possession if you are in Christ Jesus. So here we are in the book of James. There's always a lot in the book of James. And I'm going to pray today based on these three verses that I just read. But also, uh, like when I said it's like a combo episode, like a dual episode, if you will, because we're going to look at some things that are happening in the world currently, like right now, and we're going to view them through the lens of Scripture. So that don't be misled is really important. Those three words, don't be misled. We're making a choice in this, right? I mean, once we really take the Bible as straight up the Word of God and we apply it to things, like everything and all the things, its application has no end. It should be applied to everything because it is the living Word and we have a living God and we have a resurrected living Savior who has done the impossible for us. He has defeated death and hell. And so let's actually take the word of God and act like it's worth applying to everything because it is, it absolutely is. Like big things, little things. That is the biggest hunk, I feel, of making the decision, the choice to not be misled. The things that are going on in the world right now, they're not outside of the Lord's sovereignty. So we can look at the reality of what is happening in the world, and we can kind of stand it up against the true reality of the Bible and make a decision to not be misled right here and now in the time and season in which we live. Now, not everybody thinks that we're living in the season that I personally believe we're living in, which would be the end times, the last days. I'm kind of going to steal, if you would, what Francis Chan has to say on this matter, on this exact issue. He has pretty good biblical reasoning for why there's a lot of indication that we're in the very end times before Jesus's return, his second coming. And I think that when he says it this way, like, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, this is not a direct quote, but basically what it says is, I might be wrong, but eh, I don't think I am. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I don't believe that I am. So it's, you know, like my my view may not be 
exactly right, but I think it is. I really believe it is. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. I know I might be wrong. I'm a fallible human being, but I really don't think I am. So that's why I wanted to say that right now at the beginning of the podcast so that you don't hear me pray in a few moments and think, what is she talking about? Praying as if we're in the last days. I don't, what? I didn't know she thought that way. I just want to give you some perspective up front so you're not confusing, like, so I'm not confusing you when I pray over you in a moment from an end times perspective, like to be shored up in your faith in Jesus for the times in which we live. So I'm going to share a few things right now. These are real news things, and they are super recent. This is not old news. This is recent. This is current. And then I'm going to pray these verses from James. As I record this, it is the morning of February 21st, 2024. I meant to get it recorded last night, but my little dog would not settle down, was just whining and crying, and I couldn't get it recorded. So he's 14 and a half, and I give him a little bit of latitude, I guess, to get whiny sometimes. It is February 21st. Russia is funding. like So basically building a base in Syria right along the Syrian border with Israel. Now, a base is, huh, military, right? Yes, it is. I mean, my father was in the army. He's buried in a military cemetery. My husband served 22 years in the army. So I I know what a base is. I know what an army base is. A base is military. Russia is doing that on the Syrian border. The Bible makes it super clear that Israel is going to destroy or flatten Damascus. It's going to be defunct. Like it's a literal prophecy. It will happen. Damascus is in Syria. And Russia is considered by many Bible scholars to be like Gog and Magog in the end times, that country that is to the north of Israel that will be spearheading some of these invasions and things, this great end times battles. Like there's quite a bit about Gog and Magog in the Bible. And a lot of scholars consider that to be Russia. So, What's happening here is what the Bible has said will happen. You know, there's nothing that's not going to come to pass exactly as the Word of God says. That's comforting. It's comforting, not because there won't be things that'll be a little bit scary and intimidating, but it's comforting because we can stand on the truth that God is faithful in all of it, in every bit of it. And when you know Him and you trust Him, You can trust him with unknown circumstances, and you want to make him known to other people, which is really the greatest work that we can do in days that are dark and difficult, share the hope of the world, Jesus, with people. Okay, so there's the war in Gaza. There are passages in the Bible that make it really clear how much exact like land mass is going to be part of Israel in the last days. And some of what's going on right now could be part of that coming to pass because they're taking back or attempting to take back parts of Israel that have not been parts of Israel recently. And you must remember, too, that, you know, this is a nation that was literally born in a day. When you study about 1948 in Israel, you realize that God wasn't really just, it wasn't hyperbole when he said in the Old Testament, can a nation be born in a day? And yet won't I do it with the nation of Israel exiled for 1800 years, like not a nation. We're a nation and then not a nation for 1800 years. And then were a nation. Basically, like the UN voted, you know, they weren't British ersatz anymore. They voted and literally they became a nation in a day. And that was in 1948. And the New Testament makes it pretty clear, per the words of Jesus, that that generation, basically when Israel became a nation again, will not pass away. They're not going to just all die off before he comes again. We are in 
that generation, are we not? I mean, if we're not, then I don't know when we will be. Like, is all this going to happen again? I don't know. I think usually it just happens exactly as God's word has prophesied that it will happen. So that there's that could be part of it, the taking back of land in Israel. And one thing I want to say about that, the owner or creator of something has ownership rights, right? The one who created the world, this world that we live in, he owns it. Nobody else does, not really. And so God who created it, he gave the land, he gave, he has the right to give what he created, the land, to the nation, the people of Israel. And every bit that he gave, every bit that he says in the Bible they will have in the end times, well, they're going to have it. They're going to have it. There are camps being created on another border of Gaza, or I'm just going to say part of the, you know, the landmass that will be Israel in the last days. Let's just call it what God calls it as it relates to end times, right? Egypt is building camps right there in the Sinai wilderness. It's very interesting because Egypt has to kind of step back onto the world stage somehow in some powerful manner in order for them to fulfill the end times role that the Bible talks about. And it's happening in many different ways. My husband and daughter went to Egypt, oh, about a year and a half ago. And there were even things happening then that were like, wow, there's like a buildup and a change happening in Egypt, which has been pretty defunct since the Exodus in a lot of ways, right? So, I mean, they just never regained that status as a powerhouse. Again, this is happening as the end times Bible talks about. And I'm sorry if you hear my dog snuffing around. He is acting up again today. Sorry about that. Okay, so the fact that it's going on right over the border, that's important. That's a big change. You can see the satellite footage and note that they're, you know, they're doing some things, some stuff out there. I think it's worthwhile to maybe keep an eye on Egypt for sure. Uh, the moon, per a news report that was shared on CNN and that many scientists have have kind of looked into, it was also shared on other outlets. I'm not big on liberal or conservative news media options because I'm just not, my trust level is pretty low. So don't think like I sit around watching CNN. I don't. I'm saying that, referencing that it was on CNN. So, you know, it's not just like some weird thing I saw over on a random corner of TikTok, some guy just talking. No, it's not that. It's actually was a news story. The moon is like, turning red and rusting, like it's rusting. That aligns with what the word of God mentions about the last days that the moon would be red. So, I mean, these things make me go, huh, okay. And this is just recent news. This is not old news. This is not over the last, you know, four or five years. These things make me say, wow. And here's another one. The red heifers in Israel are getting closer to the age where they can be sacrificed. The plan is for, I think they have two of them right now that are still like totally pure to be sacrificed for Passover, which is, I believe, I'm pretty sure in late April this year. And to have two that are fitting the requirements for that sacrifice, that would be the first step toward the Jewish people building the temple, the third temple. That's huge because that has to be in place for the end times to play out according to what we find in the Bible. If there's not a third temple, then there can't be the the sacrifice, the abomination of desolation in that third temple. And another thing relating to the red heifers, now most of this you're going to find in, you can find it on some conservative Christian outlets, but you mostly find this in like Arabic, like little, not the huge mainstream Arabic news outlets, like not Al Jazeera. It would be more like the smaller, kind of more, you know, just littler news outlet type things. There are reports that members of Hamas have said pretty like 
determinedly, forcefully, they have said that a huge propellant for the October 7th invasion of Hamas in Israel and the massacre and the kidnappings that took place, a huge propellant, it was spurred on because they wanted to take out those red heifers. They wanted to, like, eliminate them. Wow, because they have their own prophecy, I guess, uh, Islamic prophecy, and they just don't want to see, like, they don't want to see all of this come together the way it seems to be. Isn't that interesting that they wanted to eliminate the red heifers that many people say, oh, those aren't a big deal. Those aren't relevant. They they came from Texas. It's no big deal. Well, big enough deal for there to be a war, right? So, and then recently, and this is not like news from exactly this week. This is a, a couple of weeks ago, but within a month, Musk did the first uh, implant of Neuralink into a human. And I just say, boy, oh boy, to that. I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave it at that. I could go on. There is more, but I wanted to mention these. It's and This is just a handful of things that are happening right now. I wanted to mention them and then pray based on James through this end times kind of perspective, because if we don't know what time it is, We won't be expecting what comes next on the kingdom of calendar, and that is the soon return of Jesus. And who exactly would not want us expectant and ready? Who might not want us to be ready? Well, our enemy, the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, Satan, the dirty dog liar that he is. He doesn't want us ready. Who does want us ready? God and all of heaven. What does it really matter if we know the signs of the times, or if we don't know, don't pay attention. Mark chapter 13 makes it super clear. It matters because Jesus said it matters. It matters because Jesus said it matters. If you knew what time the robbers were going to break in, you'd be ready to defend your home. Paraphrasing, but that's a paraphrase of what Jesus says in Mark 13. If you don't know, you're going to be taken by surprise. Jesus indicates that's a very bad thing to not know and be taken by surprise. That's not a positive thing. It's a negative Initation. When you read Mark 13, he expects us to pay attention, to be ready, and to live out our faith and our concern for those who don't know him, who are not ready. He wants us to live it out in a very real way, to make an actual difference and an impact on men, because those men have souls that will live somewhere for eternity. They're going to live somewhere for eternity. This is real, my friends, and it's time to get real because everything's getting super real, super fast. When we live like we believe he is coming soon, everything in our life is different in a good way. We love people better. What really matters rises to the top, becomes our main focus. The other distractions and things that don't really count for much as far as eternity goes, like they get blurry and dim and they become less of a snare for us. And anything that sucks up all of our time is the snare. Where we put our time, that's where our life goes. And if none of our time goes toward the things Jesus says matter. That's not good. That's not good. And now I just want to pray for you. Lord, would you help your people, your people who bear your name, help us not to be misled. You said we don't have to be misled. You said that here in your word. This is your word to us. So Lord, make it so. May we not be misled. You love us and you guide us. You never want us living under deception. Thank you for your grace and your help that keeps us from being misled right now in this day and age. Whatever is good and whatever is perfect, that's a gift from you, Father. And so we thank you for your many good gifts to us. Thank you, Lord. Even in very difficult times in which we find ourselves living right now, 
and which surely are to come in our lives. You still give good and perfect gifts. May we find those things, recognize them, and praise you and thank you for them and trust you to continue to love us well and care for us with just intention that we can't even fathom. We thank you, thank you for your many good good gifts to us. You never change. What a promise that is. That's a promise that endures. You never change. What comfort we gain from knowing you never change. You never cast a shifting shadow. Who you are is who you will always be. And we can trust you completely because we know you're not shifty. You're not in the change agent business. You are solid and we're thankful and we praise you. You have given us your true word. We want to live daily believing it, all of it. The whole counsel of the word of God. You made us your prized possession. What a gift. What a treasure. Help us to know who we are according to who you say we are and to live in a manner that reflects a deep understanding that we are your prized possession. And may we love others enough that we want them to be your prized possession as well. Bless each one listening today. Heal them if they're sick and struggling. Give them everything that they need for life and godliness according to your word. Bless them and then bless them again. Pour out your favor and your grace and your mercy and your love upon them. Give them wisdom that they need in every situation and equip them to do your will in a world that needs your love. Show us where we are in the kingdom calendar. Make it clear. And if I'm wrong, oh, so be it, Lord, to your glory, make it, set it right. But remind us often, every day even, that we're going to soon see our king coming on the clouds. And for others who feel we are in the end times, help them to pray with a fervency to see others brought into the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to see everything going on in our world through a lens of the Bible, prophecies fulfilled rather than scary, scary things, and spur us on toward more love and greater good deeds. We love you, Lord. And in thankfulness, we pray all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode today. I pray that you're blessed as you continue doing whatever it is that God has called you to do. The place where he has placed you is not a mistake or by accident. It was intentional and it's with purpose and he loves you so very much. And again, feel free to please email me, janlbert at outlook.com or find me on TikTok and, and message me there. Message me on Instagram at J-A-N-L-B-U-R-T and I will pray for you. Lord bless. Bye-bye. so much for joining me today on the prayer podcast. It's a blessing to read what the Bible says about prayer and then to be able to pray with you. Remember to always pray and never give up. See you back here next time.